Okay, so we got a very interesting uh, podcast in store. Um, In this podcast, I'm going to be talking about uh, the negative self-talk, how that affects you, and really where does that come from and and how to overcome it so you don't – it doesn't self-sabotage you, right? Inside talk is literally self-sabotage for yourself. So um, to begin with, inside talk is literally – it's nothing more than the stories that that we tell ourselves of why we can't do something. It's like – there is no information backing it up. Like almost all the time, you can you can go ahead and and if you if you catch the thought or idea, you can th- you can look a little bit deeper into it and be like, um, wh- where does that even come from, right? Or wh- why would I even think that? And it's literally like it has no physical backing. It's just a made up story, um, and it's a literally made up story that you use to talk yourself out of taking action. Um, and because truly, you know, you will never know what will actually happen. It, without any action, without anything happening. Um, and it's the brain's way of just like making sure you don't take action because of some preconceived notion or fear that you have. Um, one of the best ways I, I, I've really like learned how to do this or, or get work around this is really truly dropping out of your head and just like going into the emotional feeling of the body, the, the mind and the soul and like, and like getting like it, it's all stimulated just from your mind. That that's where thoughts reside at, right? Thoughts don't reside in your toe; they reside in the mind. So you have to be able to get out of your head. And um, <laughs> this is why I see a, a lot of you know mentor students and barbers they have a problem with when they come into elevated mentorship um, because they're so in their head, right? And that's 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 the point for me. I try to give them, I try to like really get into like their their um, way like their their struggles or like their shortcomings and like get into like I want to trigger those 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 stories so that I can make sure that they recognize them and they'd be like okay cool I, I can work past that so um you know biggest problem that students face they have a they have a lot of work to do in that first that first pre-week one right before we even have our first meeting there's a lot of things need be that need to be uh, uh, carved out and it's it's designed that way to be really um to see how students react because like how we react to one thing is how we react to everything and it's it's always the same thing like um you know how many times especially if you who's listening have come up with a task and you have a certain amount of time and literally you spend half that time thinking if you can do it or not Literally, you waste half the time, spend half the time of the time you're given just worrying and figuring out if you can do it or not instead of just actually doing. And it's the it, it's the funniest thing because I actually get to see this for myself with my students. Like I'll give them this task and then I watch them and, and, and sometimes they succeed, sometimes they don't complete it. And every single time I ask them if for people who didn't complete, I'm like, well, what got in your way? And like, honestly, like – I was just overthinking, like, you know, I was like, like, he was like, people would just be like, yo, like, it's just too much work. Like, like, I I, I couldn't get around, like, how, how was I going to accomplish it? I'm like, that's literally the thing that's holding you back. Literally, if you just, that first thing, get out of that, of just worrying how you're going to get it done and just start getting it done, you would have had more than enough time to complete it. And it's to get in this type of action mode. That's really needed to get you out of self-sabotage because I'm sure even with whatever you are doing, whether it be a diet, whether it be like, let's say, 
a fast, whether it be whatever direction, a career path, right? Um, and we're going to talk about that, about self-sabotaging um, your, 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 the, the life path that you're going to choose. Um, if you literally just got out of your head, stopped thinking about it, stopped like, oh, is it going to be possible? Can I do this? And just started doing, you're going to come up to an answer. I've, I've talked about this before. Like you have to find out truth. Truth doesn't come until you actually physically get a result and a, and a, and a, a feedback from it. So you have to take action on it. You, you're never going to know the feedback if you just stay quiet or if you just stay in, in action. You need, you need that feedback to really get see if, if this is like the direction or just whatever you're trying to do to, to see if that's truth. <laughs> um, you know, and a big thing about it is like there's – talk about this before. There's too much – people – and I say people because it's literally it, this isn't just barbers. This isn't just a strictly barber thing. Uh, people have put too much attachment onto things. You know, um, attachment to an a, a item, a goal, an outcome uh, creates inadequacy. Right? It, it it's literally like stating something is of higher value than you in, in your mind, and and whatever that that is attached to, whether it be a car, a house, a watch. Um, a significant other, somebody that you're attracted to, like you're literally valuing something more than you do yourself, right? Like imagine, like like um, I love this when when uh, <laughs> it's always like like talk about like guys trying to get at, get at women, right? It's always the guy who's kind of indifferent, who doesn't really put that that woman on a on a pedestal, and and really like. It has the confidence, and I'm not saying treat them like shit because you don't want to treat women like shit. Now this podcast is going in a weird direction right now. <laughs> um, but it's the guy who's confident in himself that, yo, I am worthy of you, right? You talk to like some beautiful women. I talk to beautiful women. Like it's just like, yo, they can easily tell when a guy doesn't believe that he can get that girl but still attempts and it's an automatic turnoff. You have to go up there confident. Like it's even if the guy's not attractive, it's that confidence that hey yeah I am I am worthy of like being with you like like yeah we're on the same level like you're not you don't put them uh, you don't put yourself below them that's what I should say you don't put yourself below them at all um, and this can happen literally everywhere people have idols right people idolize certain other people football players baseball players actors um, and I, I I used to do this all the time. Um, and I, I, once I understood this principle, I was like, holy shit, I'm doing this with like literally people in my own industry or in, in things I want to do. And I'm literally telling myself I'm incapable of doing it or I'm below them. And if the mind, if you're telling your mind that you're below them through an idolization method, you're really never, ever going to go ahead and accomplish what you set out to do. You're always going to be below. Um, and it's the mindset shift of like putting yourself on the same and equal path level, Right. So even though I have like a lot of uh, people like I, um, I, I say inspired by, right? I don't say idolized by, I'm, I am inspired by uh, in like this, this morning routine that I do. Um, I don't think of them as like these godly figures. I see them as, hey, I'm on the same level as them. And when you start making that mindset shift, you'll be amazed at, at your level of instead of like, oh man, I wish I could do that. To so be like, okay, how can I do that? And then that kind of gets the ball rolling to then get yourself out of your head of like, how is this going to happen to then just doing it? And it starts with the attachment. So maybe I should have switched those around. <laughs> that was a little bit of poor organization skills on me, but it's all good. Um, 
you know, it, it's it's literally like when you create attachment, it's it's literally um, a trait of scarcity versus abundance, right? And this trait can be expressed um, in everywhere. So like if you are somebody who overeats, I used to overeat all the time. And I had a I had a homegirl tell me one time, like, yo, you know what overeating really like is? And I'm like, no, you, fuck, I don't know, I'm, I'm hungry, right? <laughs> and it's like, well, why would you eat past the point of being full? And it's like the idea of there's there's not gonna be enough food for the next meal or when the next meal comes. So I must eat as much as I possibly can because I don't know for one, you know, if that next meal is going to come, if I can afford it or whether it be, and this this is just like, you know, like really deeply ingrained stuff of whether I can afford it or whether I could, um, or whether like I'll, for me, it was like whether I'll even make time for myself, right? It wasn't a matter of if I can afford it. It's like, will I, I don't know if I'll ever make time for myself again, just to relax and eat. And that's a, a totally different topic. Um, or even like breaking your neck for somebody attractive or a car or like that item we talked about, right? It's basically saying you will not get another moment in your life to see this again. So try to preserve that moment as long as you possibly can because you don't think and you don't believe it will come to you again because you're not on the same level as it. But when you're on the same level, it's like your standard. You see it all around you. It's abundance. It's all, it, you know, that's always good. That car is always going to be there. So I don't, you know, I I'm, I'm, don't have to break my neck. The easiest way to tell if you're going to be able to get something is your attachment level to it. If you're completely detached from that item, you mean you're on the same level as it, you're going to figure it out. But when it, when you can go ahead, when you see somebody that's like idolizing or like fantasizing about something, it's like, yeah, really, that, that you're literally putting yourself below that. You're literally just like telling your brain, I'm not worthy of this. <laughs> And, 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 and it happens. I, I've, I've, had, I've had to come to that realization with some things for myself. And it's coming to that like really hard truth of like, okay, I recognize it. Where can I move on from this point? That will allow you to actually grow past that, right? Um, another thing that will get you in, in your mind and like these negative thoughts going is um, that, that you like, you know, self-sabotage yourself. It's just the, the hard jammed on your binary poles. Right. And a binary pole is basically your hard jam truths of like, this is who I am. So I'm always going to be this way. Right. People, bars that are in my elevate mentorship program, they know like first week, we just like completely destroy your binary poles. We completely destroy of who you believe you are um, to give you the idea of like, okay, cool. I'm literally capable of like way more than I thought I could. And then you're just open to see to like all the information instead of like being so hard jammed. Like I remember uh, before this, I used to like just try to give out the information and give out the game. Right. And, and barbers would take it on at some points and other barbers and, and business people wouldn't. And it's just like that. Those like it was just those people like, oh, I'm not tech savvy. Oh, I'm not social media savvy. I don't record videos. I'm not artistic. And it's like, yeah, you, you well, you're not because you're telling yourself that. You have to literally blow that out of the water and, and get unjammed on that binary pole of whatever that is to really see to really like start seeing progress. And really, it's like at some point in time, we max out our potential and we're because we're always going to be little like we're, we're always having binary poles in some way, shape or form, whether you're tight with money or loose with money, masculine or feminine, whether you are um, disciplined, undisciplined, um, whether you are um, like a night owl or early riser, at some point in time, you're going to max out the potential of that certain binary pole. And you've got to flip the script on that thing to get to start getting uh, movement and, and progression, right? Um, it's funny, like for me, and I've had to go through this process a lot too. So 
and I've talked about this a little bit. So for me, going into the barber industry, um, doing something creative as being a barber, right? You're literally creating art. I was more of the hard worker when I first started cutting hair, the hard worker, focused. Um, I'm going to go ahead and outwork anybody. Um, and But I got beat out by the people who instead were creative, right? Because they could, they could even though I was a hard worker, I was cutting hair for a long time, you know, do, doing all like these long hours. My haircuts were never as good as the people who were creative, right? Because they could literally like sit, it looked like they were just relaxed and just like sitting there and like just like passively like creating these amazing haircuts. And you're like, I was like sitting there like, what the fuck? I, and like I'm just over there like, okay, so I got I just got to work harder and harder and harder and harder and harder. But the thing was I had just already, I had already maxed out that binary pull, right? My hard work got me to a certain level and, and I couldn't move past that. And I had to literally flip the script, change my identity and become the person who was creative. And that allowed me to then start flourishing a little bit more, creating content, cutting hair at a, at a higher level, um, and be a little bit more undisciplined with like how hard, I, like my hard work and my work ethic. And that allowed me to go ahead and get really, really like, like wild ideas and, 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 and creative ideas. But again, at some point in time, the creative and undisciplined person will always get beat out by the person who was creative and undisciplined and turn that into a disciplined, right? So, and, and, and also once, once that person who became from undisciplined uh, and creative to a disciplined and systemized process, they will also get beat out by, guess who? The one who goes from that then disciplined part to then back over to creative and undisciplined. And you're probably like, what the fuck are you saying? And, and you might get it, you might not. The best way to think, think to the, that uh, I, I see it as is um, you have to be able to, it, it's, it's creating new ideas and then finding out what works and creating that into a systemized process to where you get it down to, okay, now I'm not spending as much time and I'm, I'm able to grow this without putting as much energy and wasted time and energy, right? Um, and it's literally down to the one single focus, focal point. And then that one single focal point is going to have a lifespan. And then once it reaches that lifespan and the, the, the well starts drying up, the cheese starts moving on you again, you have to, you're not just going to be disciplined and stay in that one spot. You have to get creative and undisciplined again to start thinking in new ways of, okay, what are some new ideas that I can start thinking of and, and implementing and testing out? And then out of like those hundreds of new ideas, you find that one that works and then get very disciplined and cut everything else out and focus on just that one thing. So you see how it's like a switch back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And that's the exact same thing with a lot of, that's literally just one binary pull, but there's a plethora of them. And it's literally just a growth curve. And... You know, you know, believe that, hold on, let me make sure, okay, okay, <laughs> I'm like reading this, I'm like, hold up, did I even like write this out correctly, right? And, uh, yeah, I have no clue what this is trying to say. Um, <laughs> it's, I wrote it as believe that one cannot change is led by faith. That makes no sense whatsoever. Basically what I, what I, what I believe I was trying to say is, is really, uh, uh, you know, it, everything starts at the belief stage. You know, you, you know, I've said, talked about this before. It, everything starts at the belief stage. We're always evolutionary figures. Um, and you have to, you have to start at that single belief instead of just like, you're just, you're this way because you are this way. You have to start at the belief stage, take massive action, collect the feedback, and then iterate and make changes to the beliefs to get closer to your goal. So you can kind of see that process going back in the discipline, undisciplined, discipline, undisciplined, right? 
take massive action is like the undisciplined, collect feedback and then iterate is would be the discipline, and then make changes to your beliefs and then take another massive action. And then you go back to undisciplined. Kind of see how that flips back and forth. Um, another th- big thing I see um, barbers and people is just a lack of, of an overall goal, right? So your brain is literally like an algorithm. And, and, and without an overall goal or something that's trying to measure by, it's, it's going to just self-sabotage because you li- you, you're just kind of wandering around, right? And everybody kind of knows this. Um, for those who do Facebook ads, right, it, your brain is, is, is like the Facebook ads algorithm. You know, you must give it an overall goal and vision and like overall structure of how to get, you know, and, 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 and of like what you want to achieve, right? <laughs> so for Facebook ads, you know, you want to go ahead and create for conversions. Uh, you select your audience. Uh, you give it the creatives and then you just get out of the machine's way and you let the creative machine figure out how to get to the end goal. And that's literally how you got to think about with your brain too. You, you can't map out everything like stage by stage perfectly. Just understand exactly the end goal, figure out the vision of what you have, how you want to achieve it. And then just get out of your brain's way. Stop trying to have full control over, okay, then after this step, I'm going to do this. And then after this step, I'm going to do this. Just get out of your, your brain is, is, is way more powerful than, than what you give it credit for. If you just get out of your way after you create that vision and just start taking action, it's incredible what you the results you'll be able to find. And once you've found a way, which is the creative undisciplined part, systemize and create discipline around that to be able to build and scale and control the beast. Amazing, huh? Again, we're going back to binary poles. And then after that, guess what? Prepare for another round of chaos. Again, flip that back to uh, um, the creative and undisciplined side to get new ideas on your overall goal, right? You reached a goal. Cool. Okay, well, um, you know, if I stayed this disciplined way, I'm, I'm not going to figure out what it is. So let me get undisciplined, right? And and not and, and like start having a new way of thinking. Literally, when I say undisciplined, I don't mean like sleeping in or, or like just being lazy. Like it could mean that, but being undisciplined means like you're not following your systemized schedule. Um, you're, 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 you're listening to different types of music. You're doing things from a different mindset. You're, you're, um, you know, switching up everything to see things from a different light. You're looking at a different angle, um, at the, at the overall goal of what you want to achieve to bring new ideas front forward. And the best for me, I I love to go ahead and change the things I listen to music wise, because that's always going to be the best and easiest way to, to, to really start getting like, that's why I love wild music because it brings up so much creative ideas to me. And then once I get that idea, creative focus, discipline, let's go. Um, you know, if you have no overall goal, if you have no overall goal, if no overall goal, if no, why am I having a troubled time saying this? If no overall, thank you, goal is defined or having trouble, um, or you're having trouble wanting to go through with a decision on a career life or path or life path, um, instead of like putting heavy, heavy, heavy importance on the idea of like, I have to have a life path, I have to have a career path, right? I hear barbers say, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do, so I don't think this is going to be good for me, or I don't know what I'm going to be doing, so I'm just going to like sit here and waste time. Literally just think about it the same way you shop for clothing, right? If you have a fat, if you have this fashion sense, and really when you have fashion sense, it's not like um, you see something on somebody, you say, okay, I want to look like that. Your fashion comes from your heart. Your fashion comes from like your emotions of how, you know, you want to create and be creative with your overall aesthetic and look. It doesn't come from something like we all know those people who like wear the Supreme and like the, the Bape and Apes shorts 
because that's what everybody wears. But, um, you know, it's, it's just like your fashion sense. You know, when, when, you, when, you, when you think about it when you shop for clothing, you have an idea of what, what the aesthetic of what you want to look like. And then you're just kind of going through and, and finding different things that fit that aesthetic. And guess what? Some things you buy, you love at first. And then you try them on and you're like, ah, this, I don't like this anymore. And it's not, it was wrong for you. It's just right for somebody else. It's perfect for somebody else. It doesn't fit you, but it's perfect for somebody else, right? Because the clothes, the piece of clothing was made, but it's just not perfect for you. So you go ahead and go back to the store and maybe you go to a different store and you go ahead and, and look again. Uh, and you know, some pieces of clothing you'll find. And you love them again. You like, again, at that instant moment, you, you find it, you love it still, just like you did the, the last one. But instead of getting tired of it, it you, you keep that feeling of like, this is perfect. This is exactly what I wanted. And I'm pretty sure we all had those moments. And you got to think about your career path is the same way, right? At some point in time, like think about it as this, the perfect piece of clothing that you were looking for was literally in that store waiting for you to, to like find it. Whether it was in the first store, whether it was in the third store, or maybe it was even in that 10th store that you went in, that you were going to go and visit, it was, it was always there. It was just your, it was just up to you to get through all the other stuff, right? Of like, no, this isn't me. Nope, this isn't me. Let me nope, this isn't me. To get to and cross that path of that perfect one. Literally, it will like, that will never come just by thought or by wishing you had it. It will only become by action. And you have to be able to get out of your mind. Let's get out of the way of your mind too. And just start doing. And when you do that, some things will fit you at first and you'll love it. And over time, you're like, this isn't me. I'm going to go ahead and change up my fashion again. So you go back to the store. You find another thing, piece of item that you love. Try it on, love it. And it's the perfect fit. And without all the inside talk and stories that we tell ourselves, that is what's possible. Um, and with, with, with all the inside talk, that is what's not possible. Because you're always going to be talking yourself out of the clothing. Because it doesn't, it's, it, it's, it's not what Sally likes. It's not what Sally thinks is going to be cool. But when you just get out of your head and just say, no, I love, I love this piece of clothing. It speaks to my soul. I love it, right? That's when you go ahead and really truly find something special that takes you to that next level. So with that, <laughs> that concludes this episode on the Deluxe Podcast. Uh, if you have not, make sure you go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Um, I always like to go ahead and drop a podcast like this at least two to three times per week. Um, as well as if you've already been subscribed and dropped a review, shout out to y'all. As well as my invitation to you is if you found this podcast of value, by all means, please go ahead and share this with one person or multiple people that you think would, it, it would also bring value to them as well too. I love to go ahead and grow this community as well as um, reach out to as many people as possible. Um, and shout out to y'all for continuing the pushing out and as well as sharing this with a lot of people. I've been getting incredible feedback. Um, and that's just a testament to, to, um, 
you, whoever, who is sharing this podcast uh, with somebody who they believe, hey, look, you need to listen to this, right? I think this is something that would be of value to you and help you out. And that's a beautiful thing to to give somebody. So with that, like I said before, if this, if this is your first time listening, welcome. Please make sure you go ahead and subscribe to make sure you don't miss one of the podcast, any podcast at all that I drop, uh, as well as leave a review. And then uh, invitation as well. Go ahead and share with one person that you think would find this valuable as well. And with that, y'all, we out.